Hello, Syngap Land. This is episode 33 of Syngap 10. Today's October 29th. It's a Friday. It's 5.45, and this is like the fifth time I've tried to record this. I've had my three-year-old kamikaze hit twice. Something else happened. I had a word salad, whatever. I'm just going to plow through this. I'm going to do everything I can to get this done because it's almost comical at this point. Thanks for listening. It's Friday. What did I do this week? A ton of things. A ton of things. I want to just share a few conversations. The first was... We had the gala on Friday, and it was, or Saturday, whenever it was, this weekend. It was epic. And great success. The, um, the non-Singapians who went there were just blown away. The non-Singap families, friends of ours, they walked in, and they saw the level of care and professionalism and all the details that Nancy Kessler worked so hard on. And the feedback has just been tremendous. So thank you so much, Nancy. Please do it again next year. I can't wait to go to the second annual Karen Lieb Gala. I was just blown away. Thanks to Ben Prosser for his great talk. People were blown away by that too, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was blown away most by two conversations I had resulting from it. One of them from a mom recently diagnosed who went and she said it was just so nice to have a community to belong to. So nice to walk in that room and know that I, I was part of this tribe. And I love that. I think building community is at the heart of SRF. It's something all of the board members and volunteers do tirelessly. We're constantly connecting families to each other. We're constantly reminding people, not only are you not alone, but you and this person have a lot to learn from each other. You guys should really hang out. And, and it's just breaking people out of this rare disease isolation that happens that is so normal. It's normal. I'm not saying anyone's doing anything wrong by being isolated. This, this life is isolating, but it's not healthy. It's not healthy. And, and breaking ourselves out of it and building a community where we can support each other is huge. So I was so thrilled to just hear about the connections and the friendships that flourished this weekend. And then I also had a wonderful conversation with someone. The whole family went. Mom, Singapian daughter, older, and sister. And sister said it was so awesome. It was so awesome to see mom not be like, well, I have to worry about, I have to worry about my kid. I have to worry about my kid. Because we're all there to celebrate Singapians. The kid was going to be fine. And she said, even cooler, it was so amazing to see people come to mom and really hang on her word and want to hear her story. She was the expert. And I love that. I love the idea that someone who's just been working so hard for so long to care for a Singapian was, was seen as an expert and, and felt that admiration. And I also love um, this re realization that we have so much to learn from the parents of older kids. Even though they only knew they were Singapian a year ago or two years ago, they have been through so much and we have so much to learn from them. So that just made me so happy. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I want to talk about, there, there's that three-year-old. If he dive bombs this, I'm just going to plow through because he's, he's not stopping tonight. I got two more things if the three-year-old will let me get to them. Thing number one, <clears throat> we are about, we've just launched recruiting for an adult um, Singapian survey. We are partnering up with Dr. Andrade, who is an expert in neurodevelopmental diseases in adults. She is in Toronto, and she has kindly agreed to include Syngap in um, a study she's doing of a number of genes. And this is huge, and we are profoundly grateful. We are going to work hard to find her at least 30 families with adult Singapians. So if you are listening to this and you have a kid who's in, a, you have a, a loved one who's with Syngap who's over 18. You need to sign up for this because this is this is a huge opportunity for our community. Let me just paint a picture for you. Our population pyramid looks like this. Like it's like a lot of zero to fives, a lot of five to tens, and a couple teenagers, and then like a two twenty, three or four twenty year olds, and a thirty year old, and a forty year old, and a sixty year old. 
So we really have a lot of data on what a Syngapian from zero to 10 looks like. It's a little sketchy over 20. And as, as a lot of families are realizing right now, transition is a big deal, right? When you go from 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, depending on when you age out of services, you have a lot to deal with. First of all, you go from a, a care system built around kids to a care system built around adults, which is much more strained and much less robust. You have to go through legal guardianship. And hear me when I say this, if your child is turning 18, the guardianship thing, do not skip it. It is important. Do not skip it. It is important. Whole other topic. We should have a webinar. And, and the disease progresses, right? And understanding that process of going from a kid with a Syngap uh, 1 or any other neurodevelopmental disease to an adult is a really big deal. And thank God for Dr. Danielle Andrade, who actually studies this, right? And thank God again that she said, hey, yeah, we should do Syngap 1. Let's partner up. You guys should help, help us recruit Syngap patients. We are profoundly grateful for this opportunity and we're gonna make the most of it. So I'm grateful to a couple of parents who've already raised their hand. They're gonna help us quarterback this. We are recruiting right now. There is a Syngap Research Fund, a North and South America Facebook group. You're probably listening to this, you're probably on it. In there, I posted about it. If you've got a kid with an adult, go to the adult group, say yes. There's also a global family support group. This study will be available in Spanish, Portuguese, French, English, it's amazing. I also posted in the global group. Go there, click through, adult group, say you wanna do it. But we are recruiting for adults. And, and what, Mike, why are you talking about this? It's like so few adults, we just talk to them. No, 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 it's important for all of us. It's important for all of us. Because guess what, your kid and my kid, one day they're gonna be 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, they're gonna be bigger than us, they're gonna be stronger than us, and we're gonna desperately wanna understand their disease. We're also gonna wanna know, when we walk into some random doctor's office and say our kid has Syngap 1, and they say, what's Syngap 1? We're like, eh. But ideally we would say, well, do you know what CDKL5 is, or STXBP1 is, or SCN2A is? And they're like, yeah, of course, that's a, that's a way more common disease. We're like, yeah, well, here's a paper that compares Syngap1 to these other neurodevelopmental diseases by the, by the exceptional Dr. Andrade. Maybe you should read it so you can understand what you're dealing with here, right? So the ability to compare these different um, genetic diseases and to understand them specifically in the case of moving into adulthood is a majorly important thing and for us as an organization to be able to connect with a researcher and, and help recruit patients is a big deal. So thank you very much, Dr. Andrade, and thank you in advance to every parent of an adult Syngapian who speaks English, French, Spanish, Portuguese, whatever. So I asked her to do German too, because I, I know the Germans, I know they're gonna ask. Um, it's gonna be huge, and I'm, and I'm so grateful to that, and I'm grateful to the team of parents who are helping to recruit. I want to say two other things. I keep saying two other things, and then I say something, and then I say whatever. Thing number one, you know, I'm always saying be hopeful. And people are like, Mike's just Pollyanna. She's just so full of hope. He's got t-shirts that say hope on them and whatever. Yeah, fair. And, you know, we're very transparent at SRF. We tell you about our numbers. We tell you about our grants. We tell you about our process. Everything's posted on the website. Because I believe that you deserve to know, because we here advocate for you as, as parents of Syngapians. But... What you also need to know is, is there's stuff that we can't tell you. Like sometimes you go into meetings with biotech companies who want to learn about Syngap or researchers who have stuff that hasn't been published yet and they share things in confidence and it is professional and appropriate that we keep that confidence. So I just want to, why am I saying that to you? Because I want to make two points. Point one, it was a busy week. I had a lot of meetings that started with don't tell anyone yet. This isn't public yet. Um, and two, be hopeful. There's a lot of good things coming down the pike. There's a lot of progress happening quietly and we have to, and it's worth reminding ourselves of that. There are good things happening below the surface, right? Um, I remember one of my 
I went to a Jesuit college and one of the professors said to me once, he said, uh, you know, just because the ground is fallow doesn't mean nothing's happening underneath. And if you're looking out of the Syngap landscape, you're like, where's the next paper? Why aren't there more papers? What's going on? There's things happening underneath. Hang in there. Um, and there's more stuff coming. We have a number of proposals. I have like, three or four proposals sitting on my desk right now, depending on how you count, of really cool work that we could fund, but would get more scientists thinking about Syngap 1, would test more approaches, and would help us figure out what we should be doing as an organization. The binding constraint on those? Money! Good news, it's year-end. Giving Tuesday is the end of November. The website is always open for donations. Christmas cards are going out soon. This is a good time to say to people, hey, please include Syngap Research Fund in your year-end giving. Please include Syngap Research Fund in your year-end giving. My loved one, X, insert loved one's name here, has Syngap. This organization has committed over $1.8 million to research. They want to do more. Can you help them? Reminder, 100% of the money that you give them goes directly to research because the founders cover all the overheads best deal ever all the overheads no one no one else you're giving money to can say that so think about it guys it's the end of the year it's time to do a little fundraising there's a lot of good we can do good things are happening and more good things could happen faster if we funded them both things are true so let's get to work, my friends. If you've got, a, if you've got an adult Syngapian, sign up for the study. Reach out to us if you can't find the link. Thank you to everyone who went to the gala. Thank you for listening. It's the end of the year. It's been a long year. Stay in this community. Stay together. We're going to make it. Thanks for listening.